0: Greetings, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Communication Guru Podcast, where we believe it is not what you say, but how you say it, that matters. I'm your host, Tim McMurtry, president and CEO of Tim McMurtry International LLC, a business consultancy specializing in personal development and training, government and public affairs, along with corporate and community relations. I'm delighted to have you join us today, and I thank you for your listenership and viewership of this show. Our aim on this platform is to discuss the nuances and insights relative to the communication continuum to help you maximize the impact and results of effective communication within your own various spheres of influence, be it your business, be it your relationships, be it your workplace, et cetera. We're here to help you to become a top-notch communicator. So be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the Communication Guru Podcast the Communication Guru Podcast. One more time, the Communication Guru Podcast, so that you can be notified when new episodes are released and available for public consumption. Now, in the last episode, I talked about the sense that I was getting that there's been a deluge of information talking about relationships. I had mentioned Kevin Samuels being kind of, you know, the tip of the spear to this newfound conversation. About relationships, and you know, kind of his shtick was you know, high value men and women things that high value men look for, and talking to women about whether or not they qualify for what men would consider desirable if they are of the high value so called caliber. Also, mentioned a few other folks. Andrew Tate comes to mind as well, it's just as just pearly things, a young lady that also has this relationship kind of based platform that she discusses. And I wanted to throw my hat into the ring because I got something to say too. You know what I mean? I got something to say. And the different twists that I had on my approach is coming from a biblical perspective. And as a man of faith, I like to you know live my life as close to biblical principles as possible. And I found that doing it that way I've increased in a number of different ways, and I've had the most success when I followed the pattern that are laid out and prescribed in Scripture relative to any particular thing that I was engaged with. To that end, because we're talking about relationships, we're going to have the biblical input and approach to what relationships you know are like and how to best position yourself to have successful relationships. And because this first part, or these first parts, because I had part one, you know, last episode, I don't know how many more episodes I will have on this, but this seems to be almost inexhaustible. So there might be several parts, you know, part seven, part 11, part 13. We'll just see how it's flowing. Because again, this is my show. And because it's my show, I can do it more. Yeah. Part of me getting the show was to be able to talk about whatever I wanted to. This is one of them things. Relationships. And so with the biblical perspective, you don't date just to date. You're entering into a relationship with marriage as the end goal. Some folks don't want to be married. I just want to date. I don't want to be married. Well, I think you might be the exception to the rule. As I look around, I'm driving, I'm living my life. I see a lot of couples. I mean, so the natural order of things is that People couple up, they become, you know, a union, you know, and that's the perspective that I'm gonna come with. There's many voices, we're in this information age, everybody got something to say. I'm saying my something to say right now, and I can say it how I wanna say it, and that's what I'm gonna do. Why? Because it's my show. So that's what I'm gonna do, because I got a show. So, Last episode, I laid out a couple things that men can do to best position themselves for a successful relationship. And those things include the following. Number one, have to have vision. Okay? You need vision or ambition. You have to know what you want to do, be, and have in and out of life first and foremost. What is your what do you want out of life? What are you you going for? Why? Because uh, women are excellent helpers. They're not just helpers and all they do. They have many more high-value uh, characteristics and qualities. One of them though is helping. They are great helpers, too, because they were wired for that from the beginning. And listen to the last episode, and I go through a little bit more in detail with that, so you can get where I'm coming from as far as that premise. Number two, this is our review from last episode. Number two. Men should have a demonstrated responsibility or have demonstrated responsibility in some area. Either they have their own apartment or have a car note they're responsible for, they were paying for something that they were responsible for that demonstrated that, hey, you know what? This was put into my hands. This was something that I was responsible to cultivate, to nurture, to bring improvement to, to sustain and maintain. And I've done that. Now, if you haven't had, you know, all of these things, but you're gearing towards them, that can be, you know, okay too. But it would be better if you had all these things that I'm mentioning prior to the relationship, because once you get into a relationship, these are some of the characteristics that you're going to be expected to have some maturity and experience in and some skill. And a good way to develop skill is to have lived experience in whatever you're trying to have some skill in. Next, we have emotional control. Men need to control their emotions. Why? Because there is a point of no return that men go to that is the most destructive out of the genders. Men are typically more destructive on the bad end of things than women are. Okay? Now, you got some women killers. You got some women mass murderers. You got some women But most of those, there's a higher number of men killers Men, mass murderers, men, destructive, nuclear bomb-using jokers, than there are women. Thus, it's important for men to control their emotions. Scripture in the Bible that I referenced last week, or last episode, I should say, uh, Proverbs 25, 28, it says that a man that does not control, a man that does not control his spirit is like a city without wall. It's like an exposed city that has no borders. No police, no law enforcement, no barriers to intruders coming in. That's what a man that does not control his emotions is like. Just vulnerable, susceptible to anything, even going nuclear, causing destructive, fatal harm to others. Men are more prone to that than women. Again, we got some things that we're wired. We're wired in certain ways. Bible talks about in Genesis. Male and female made him God created man and woman and his likeness created he them and his likeness in his image created he them man created God created man in his own image and in his likeness matter of fact let me see if I can go find it real quick so I'm kind of butchering it for those of you all who what proof do you have Well, I'm going to give you some proof proof neater so shut up and listen since you want to be What the what the what the what the hush and listen. Verse 26, Genesis chapter number one. Now, we got the law first mentioned. Whatever is mentioned first, that is the principle that threads throughout the rest of the fabric of Scripture because it was mentioned first. If you see it come up again, this is the, the, the first thing that it was used as is the primary premise and principle from which it comes. Genesis chapter one, verse 26 says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth verse 27 so god created man kind man in his own image in the image of god created he him male and female created he them now i ain't got time to go into gender preferences cuz you got same gender loving people and all this kind of stuff i ain't talking about that right now i'm talking about generality. right here in the bible it says male and female created he them means that he got mankind and he got two genders: one male, one female. That's how God created it. Now, because we're free moral agents, you can do what you want to do. That don't mean that's how it's post that was supposed to been That if you got a piece of meat and you're trying to cut it, you can take a spoon and press real hard and use the spoon and probably get the cut going. Okay, you can take the handle of a fork and cut the meat with that you can do that that ain't what it's made for though you can get a knife and cut the meat as well because that's what it was made for cutting so get the tools that's made for what you're trying to use it for male and female ready to eat them so there's males and then there's females but I ain't like I said I you know I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to start nothing I'm just talking again this is my So you got males and females. Now bring this up only to say that there are certain characteristics that men have and certain characteristics that women have. I'll get into the women a little bit later. I'm talking about dudes right now. This is dude stuff. Generally speaking, dudes are wired a certain kind of way. Part of that wiring is if a man gets just beside himself, absent controlling his emotions, he can go nuclear. Hence, men need to control our emotions. We need to control ourselves because if we, if we go there, we go there. And, you know, dudes like, man, hey, I, I just went there. We get to a point of I'm getting you. I'm, well, I'm, I'm getting you. And we won't stop until we get you if we have gone there. So it's vital that men control their emotions so their emotions don't lead them to do things that are detrimental to their livelihoods and the destruction of others all review from last you got y'all got to check out last week or last episode check it out that was episode one title of this is relationships and marriage from one man's perspective this is going to be part two relationships and marriage from one man's perspective part two y'all gotta go check out part one man because it was so good i had to part two that thing this is overflow from that Last piece of review from part one, man, income stream is what he needs. So we got vision, number one, vision or ambition. Number two, demonstrated responsibility. He has to have some history, some track record of being responsible for something before he gets into a relationship. Uh, This is just my, it's one man's opinion perspective. That one man is me. This is my perspective. But I don't agree. That's fine. That's your perspective. I ain't talking about that right now. I'm talking about mine. So shut up. And listen to mine. And when it's your turn, we'll hear yours. It ain't your turn right now. So be quiet and listen to me. Thank you. Income stream or demonstrated ambition coupled with action. So, number one. Vision, ambition, men, these are tools that you can utilize to help give you the best chances of having successful relationships. Prerequisites, things that you should already have in place prior to trying to holler at old girl. Get this together first, then holler at it. If you ain't got this together, sit down, work on this, then go holler at old girl. Holler at, that's I.E., that's slang for talk to, approach, try to enter into a relationship with. That's what I'm talking about. Not yelling and screaming. So for those of you all who don't know how stuff be, that's what that is. Vision, ambition, number one. Number two, demonstrated responsibility. Number three, emotional control. Number four, some form of income. Going back to the Bible. Check this out. Genesis, law of first mention. When the first was started, okay, over in, Lord, over in Genesis, Chapter 2, verse 8, and the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. He put, he put man there in the garden. He didn't say man and women. He didn't say male and female. He said the man, the dude, Adam. He put him in there. Okay? Okay, I'm trying to find something else. Well, suffice it to say, he then told him to dress it and to keep it. Before Eve came on the scene, before the woman came on the scene, God told the man, hey, man, put you in this garden. Take care of this. He gave him something to take care of, to manage. Gave him a job. So before he had a woman, he had a job. There was a song years ago. Uh, I forget the, the artist. It's a lady. It kind of went, ain't nothing going on but the rent. Mm-mm. You got to have a J-O-B if you want to be with me. So before you can get with her, you have to have a job, Joker. Uh-huh. No finance, Uh, no romance. So these are just basic characteristics. By no means is this a fully exhaustive list, but these are four key pillars that man should have, a man should have before trying to get into a relationship because you want the relationship to be sustained and to be long-term and to be successful. These are some tools in your toolbox That you can, as you are growing in your personal maturity, bring to the table out the gate, which will put you in the best possible position for a successful relationship. That's all review. Today, we're going to talk about, in addition to that, you also need the capacity and willingness, capacity and willingness for expansion. And what I mean by that is that, that, oh, my God, that's such a loaded term. Capacity and willingness for expansion. Now, I'm going to use myself as an example. I've been married for, it'll be 25 years in September. And, you know, it wasn't always rosy. We've had some days that we didn't like each other uh, hardly at all. But we worked through it because our desire was to make this thing work. So my wife says she's going to do her part, and I said I'm going to do my part. Now, I ain't going I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't to do your part. You do your part because I got a, my hands full with just doing my part. I'm going to do my part well. And, you know, I ain't even really caring about what you doing. But, but she, we ain't talking about her right now. We're talking about you, bruh. You. So one of the things that had me not wanting to be married was the fact that I didn't see a whole lot of successful marriages. What I mean by that is people that seem to enjoy the fact that they were married. Most of the conversations that I had with married folks would be, oh, man, you know, my spouse is this, my spouse is that. I would try to go here. But my spouse's going to be tripping. Da-da-da-da. They made, you know, married life not seem like it was all that sweet. And so, you know, sometimes when you hear different things, they shape your impression of things, even if you have not experienced what you're hearing about. Now, sometimes that's not a bad thing. Some things are kind of foul. You don't have to experience them to know that. Like the whole notion of enslaving people. I ain't never been a slave or enslaved, but that sounds foul. I'll trust your word on it that that sucked. Other times, there are things that you have heard, but if you have not experienced it yet, you might not know. I don't really like steak. Steak is nasty. Joka, have you ever had steak before? Uh Uh-uh, but so-and-so said they didn't really like it. Well, why don't you try it? Try it medium, medium rare, well done. You know, also get some of that. Oscar on that lump crab meat on there. Some of that Bernays sauce. Ooh-wee. Good. Anyway, I digress. My point is, is that sometimes what you hear can shape what you think. And because I had heard not too many great things about marriage, it shaped what my perception was about it. And so now being married 25 years, I can say that my perception was limited. I enjoy being married. I don't get up, man, I wish I was single. I don't. Because there have been some things that marriage has brought to me that I didn't know would bring to me. Number one, those things that I mentioned earlier about vision and demonstrating responsibility, emotional control, marriage has helped me go to a master level on all of them because I've had to exercise them. Excuse me, I had to exercise them. To maintain my marriage And because my marriage is something that I wanted You know You, know, you, you, you have desires Some people desire this, desire that desire this, desire. One thing I desire was a successful marriage I want my marriage to be successful And if I have something to do with it My part gonna be bumping Cause I'm bumping <laughs> For those of you Who all don't know Bumping means fresh Great, commendable To be desired Better than most others. That's me, Tim McMurtry. Continuing on. So, I wanted a successful marriage because I like success as opposed to failure. So, I'm doing this. And so, there were some things that I had come across that talked about as a husband before I got married. This is what husbands are to do. Now, because I was matured in these other areas, still growing. You know what I'm saying? You grow every day. You never reach the ultimate pinnacle. You're always learning every day. Continuing education. Got you. But I had, you know, made some substantial progress in some areas. And because these are the characteristics that husbands are to be, I was thinking, I don't know if I want to carry all of that. I don't know if I'm willing to do all of this. And I'm going to go into some scripture real quick that can help you. And I'm talking about just the husband part. And then, like I said, this is a multi part thing. We might get into the wife stuff and all that kind of stuff, but not today. We're talking about the dude. This, this is all, repeat that me. say, said, This is about dudes. Say it, say it out loud. This is about dudes, particularly if you are a dude. This is about dudes. Uh huh. Yep. So, so, in the Bible, in this particular spot, passage is in ephesians chapter number five now again i'm a man of faith and this is the relationship discussion based on biblical principle because this is this this is the approach that i have Uh, this because this is what i use in my relationship and i've been married close to 25 years so i got something to say so shut up and listen i got to. i do this okay yeah so Part of it says wives, comma. And you probably heard about that, submit to your husbands and all that kind of stuff. I ain't ain't talking about that because this is about dudes. But because it had a comma there, wives. Matter of fact, let me go up even earlier. Okay. Start, this is Ephesians. This is God's layout of what marriage looks like. He talks about marriage elsewhere. We'll probably cover that in some other episodes. But right now, we're looking at Ephesians chapter 5. Pretty popular. You probably heard about it. I probably heard about people belly aching about it. Well, I had to get this part. And the other person, my spouse, they, they, they. everybody think they got the short end of the stick. I'ma talk about the dudes part though, which is pretty substantial. And before you choose to be a husband, ask yourself, can you live up to this standard willfully? Not somebody, you ought to be doing this. You're supposed to be. you don't need that. From within your own heart and mind. Can you willingly do this without a stank attitude, without being funky, without being emotionally uncontrollable, but still cool and on your square? Check me out here. Check me out here. And fulfilled in carrying it out. Yeah, we're going to get into some gangster stuff today. So Ephesians chapter number five, verse Let me just go with 18. It said, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. It's so much stuff right there. Ooh-wee. Now, verse 20, giving thanks always for all things. Giving thanks. Listen to this. Giving thanks always. So you should always have an attitude of gratitude, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, dig this, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Okay, submitting yourselves. I mean, he's talking to each of us because the next verse, verse 22, says wives, comma, submit yourselves to your own husband. But like I said, I ain't talking about that right now, the wives. I'm talking about the dudes. But I'm trying to give you a setup of what this is for context. He said submitting yourselves one to another, which means that each of us have a role. Wives, comma, I'm talking to the wives right now. He ain't talking to the husband. Okay? And then when he talked about the husband, he said husbands, comma, blah, 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 blah. Meaning that submitting yourselves one to another. So each of y'all, one to another, y'all got a role to play. Now let me tell y'all what y'all role is. Wives, this is yours. Husbands, this is yours. So let's get into the husband's part. Let me skip down. Verse 25. Husbands, comma, this your part. Now, I had to ask myself, because Tim McMurtry married to somebody. My wife is Cheryl. Shout out, Cheryl. What's up, honey? I had to ask myself. Once I get married to her, I ain't just Tim McMurtry no more. I am now husband. I'm that. And this, according to the Bible, Is what husbands supposed to do. Do I want to do that? Because right now I ain't no husband. Prior to me getting married, I wasn't a husband. I was just Tim McMurtry. Now I'm trying to be a husband. I got to step my game up to this. I don't know if I want to do that. Check it out. Husbands, love your wives. Uh Uh-huh. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Going back to the capacity and willingness for expansion. Love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. I heard a guy give an example of what this is. I think his name was Ryan Roberts uh, out of maybe Trinidad. Shout out, Ryan Roberts. He said that, listen, that means that Christ gave himself for the church. He died for the church. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So Christ gave his life sacrificially for the betterment of others so that others could have life to the point of death. Okay. Now nobody asked you to kill yourself, but your sacrifice got to be in the same spirit of, Hey, I'm going to put myself secondary to you. In many regards, the Ryan, Ryan Roberts gave the example of, he said, it's like if somebody breaks into your house and they got a gun, the husband is supposed to go to the gunman. And point the gun at himself and tell him, take me first. That's the level of commitment. This is for husbands. Now, if you ain't a husband, this ain't talking to you. But if you are a husband or want to be a husband, this is your charge, player. Yeah. Willfully, you are to ascend to this level of mental stature. Jeez Louise. I ain't done. There's some more stuff. So love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. That nurturing thing again, God put Adam in the garden before he gave him a woman to practice nurturing, dressing, keeping, taking care of. So in a sense, husbands are to take care of their wives. Now how that looks, you and your wife can kind of work that out based on, you know, income and Financial goals that you guys have, and what, you know, different things that she needs, you know, to be taken care of her in. But that's another conversation. But what I'm saying is, is that when you come into husbanddom, just know you got some work you got to be doing, player. This is what husbands are called to do according to the Bible. Well, I don't believe the Bible. Well, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking about those that got respect enough for the word to adopt it as their template and their guidepost. their personal actions if that ain't you that's cool i ain't talking to you i'm talking to folks that roll like this now if you ain't this but this sounds interesting and like you ought to get on the bad why come on i'm talking to you again now but if this ain't you ain't no ain't no drama go on live your life go on you a free moral agent go on and do what you want to do i'm talking about this though right here again i ain't gonna sing for y'all but i am gonna say this my show Continuing on verse 27 that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So your goal as husband is to have your wife be as beautiful and blemish free as she can possibly be. What can you do to contribute to your wife's blemishlessness? Are you ready for all of that? If not, work on some stuff, because you're supposed to come to the table with this, at least the beginnings of this. And it grows more as you and your wife learn each other and you're growing your marriage. And, you know, what I'm saying y'all evolve and and stuff like that. But, yeah, this is this is the husband part, the dude part. Say dude part. Uh-huh. This the dude part. Mm-hmm. Verse 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself for no man ever yet hated his own flesh but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. Mystery in how you pull that off. So, a couple quick things. Based on that. Your capacity and willingness for expansion will hinge upon a couple things. Number one, substantial concern and deference to another. In this case, your wife. Your wife got to not make you sick. Man, she make me sick. You say, Come on, man. That ain't the right attitude to have. I'm not saying that she hasn't done anything to cause you to make you sick. She might have. But going back to that control of your emotions, you have to rise above to a place where you are indifferent to the things that she does that could make you sick. Everybody say, work. Uh huh. You got some work to do, bruh. Mr. Husband Guy. Uh huh. Now, they, they're cute. Women, fine. All voluptuous. Legs and hips and. All pretty feet and smelling good and the aroma, all of that. But if you plan on marrying them, you got to do all of this. Know that she comes with more than just that beauty package. She comes with responsibility on your behalf if you're going to take her as a bride. I know the, I know them red fingernails is so good. I, I know. Toes out in them sandals. Orange little lip gloss on. I, I get it. I get it, man. I, I see. I got 20. I ain't Stevie Wonder or Ray Charles. I got 2020 vision. I can see. I can see clearly now. The rain has gone. Gonna be a bright, bright, bright sunshiny day. I can see. I know what. I'm married to a woman. I know. But you got responsibilities, too. That ain't all it is. All that beauty and voluptuanization. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, substantial concern and deference to another. So you got to be concerned about the wife and defer some things to her. Mm, yeah. Uh huh. That means I'm gonna, I ain't talking about being no dormant I'm telling you, there are things you, you guys work this stuff out in your respective marriages. But these are things that husbands are called to do. In addition to that, check this out: you have to have a proclivity uh, to cover, nurture, and to improve the quality of life of. Yeah, you got to care about what she care about. This husband stuff is what I'm saying. This is above and beyond you smashing. But beyond that, now that you done got the draw, now that you done smashed, Joker, now that you done, you done you entered into the promised land of love, uh-huh, this is part of that, too. Yeah. You also, I'm going to wrap up with this because I'm going to wrap up. Like I said, this is going to be a multi-part thing. because I'm, I'm just scratching the surface, man, and I feel like I'm going fast. So I'm going to have to break this on down. We might have 25 parts to this. The other thing is said: For this reason, shall a man leave his mom and his father and his mother, and shall cleave to his wife? That means she becomes your highest priority relationship. She becomes the highest priority other human being in, on, on Earth for you, husband. Yeah. Excuse me. Your mama got to shut up when it comes to your wife. My mama said, "Mama take a back seat to wife." Yeah, your hero. You know, every 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 boy loves his mom. His first love might have been his mom. You know, she was the first one that, you know, good care of you. I know, again, these are generalities. Well, I know somebody. Mom, his, his mama was. I ain't talking about the exception. I'm talking about the rule. Okay? Generally speaking, boys love their mom. It's the first woman that he come in contact with, the first person that showed him unconditional love. Some people even say that a son is a woman's, a mom's first, a woman's first love. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's how close that relationship is. You know what I'm so 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 she teaches him things. She takes care of him. Little Timmy can't do any wrong in her eyes. Now the challenge is ah, oh, this might be a whole nother episode. The challenge is is that when the guy gets married, the woman that he knew the most intimately. The one that would do anything for him. The one that would sacrifice for him. The one that would eat last and let him eat first. The one that if he had, you know, his pants were too big, she would take him and put a safety pin there. If he needed a pair of shoes because he wanted to play basketball and he wanted to look cool like one of the cool kids, she would do whatever she needed to do to buy him those pair of leather sneakers. If they weren't, you know, a super-duper rich family, she would just do everything. She will bend over backwards to please and help her little son, Timmy. And so now he's grown accustomed to having a woman that I love in my life. She will do stuff for me until he gets married. And the wife is like, Psh, Joker, Psh, you, do, you grown. You got two hands. Do that. So now he's a little confused. Like, wait a minute, man. The woman that was most close to me, my mama, she did everything for me. All wives don't come like that. And he's ill-equipped to deal with with that divergence of closest woman not engaging me in the way that the closest woman to me, my mama, prior to me getting married, did. Yeah, there's a chasm or a space between there, and the man has to navigate that. Check this out. And because he has to leave his mom and his dad when he ever at his mama house and she might be gassing him up. About his wife He got to shut That conversation down Because his wife Is still number one now Because she's wife And he's husband He has to tell The woman that's been In his corner More than anybody In the world That she ain't Number one no more Cause he got a wife now Woo That's mean. And I ain't got time to go. I, I, I ain't even gonna do that, no injustice by just doing that little quick drive by. That needs to be unpacked some more. Because some of the issues in marriage stem from that misaligned expectations. The man gets married thinking that, hey, the woman got the prize, she got me, I've forsaken all others. I got ladies out here that, that love me, that wanna be with me, but I chose you. Whereas the woman is saying, well, bro, that's step number one. You ain't done nothing. And he's thinking that, hey, this is the biggest decision I've ever made. Next to maybe giving my soul salvation, marriage is the biggest decision a man can make. Forsaking all the other fish in the sea for one woman? What? That's a big deal. And to that woman, that is just the beginning. And to the man, it is a pinnacle. There we have conflict. So stay tuned for the next episode of... Relationships and marriage from one man's perspective. We'll get into some of that stuff a little bit later. I'm gonna have to end here, friends. Isn't this good? See, how you drawn on in, aren't you? I know, I know. This is just we're gonna talk about this. And like I said, because it's so many different layers to this, this might be a 25-part series before it's all said and done. And check this out, you all. This is just me talking. I haven't even brought on any guests about this yet. Lord Jesus. Uh. Uh, uh. This is going to be some good stuff, boy, because this was good to me. I'm just doing the talking. I didn't even get a chance to listen back to it. I'm just talking and feel good. So I know you're getting value from this. And we're just getting started, scratching the surface. So with that, thank you so much for listening today. Mm-hmm. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the Communication Guru Podcast. Mm-hmm. Also be on the lookout for the Morning spiration Vlog. These are words of encouragement that I kick out over the social media channels or platforms, I should say uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Because everybody, you know, you need a, a word of encouragement. You need to add a boy, or add a girl from time to time. You're going through stuff, you're on the grind. People ain't, you know, patting you on the back. You ain't getting no credit for stuff. Every once in a while, you need somebody to give you some credit so you can still do it. The Bible says that a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. Which means that just hearing something encouraging can do a lot to lift your spirits and give you life to keep going. That's what morning temp are. They are snippets of life for you. That's a t-shirt. Morning temp on the front, on the back. Snippets of life for you. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Finally, if you are in need of a communication solution and you want to kind of, you know, do a discovery call or, you know, rap a little bit about it to see if there's some synergies between what I bring to the table and, and, and you, feel free to give me a DM at Instagram. It's at Mr. Tim on Instagram at Mr. Tim or Tim McMurtry at LinkedIn and, and the Facebook. And uh, we will hop on a, a call, a little 15, 20 minute call maybe 30 minutes tops to hear a little bit more about what you got going on. And we can see if uh, we can work together to help get you to your desired outcome. Well, with that, my friends, thanks again so much for listening and for your viewership. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you all for for your support. I've been getting a few. Uh, hey, my listening to your podcast I really like it is this, that, and the other. I appreciate the feedback and, uh, you know, shoot me a DM also of things you would like to you know, hear about. And we can uh, get those under consideration for maybe do some episodes on as well. Because, again, we're here to help you maximize your communication ability and your communicative skills to help get you the results and quality of life that you desire to have. So with that, my friends, we're going to wrap up. And until next time, blessing and increase to you. Bye.